The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Now, listen, before we get started, Mike, I just got to tell you something, a story. Okay? All right. Talk to me, my friend. Listen, you know, uh, I I like a lot of schools. You know that. You yeah. Know? I mean, there's, there's a few schools I don't like. I don't talk about the schools I don't like. Basically, they're in other states or something. I don't know. Uh, but a lot of schools I like. And then there's or, schools... Or reptilian in... Uh, no, oh, no, come no, on. No. This is my show. Don't you bring your... <laughs> animals into this but there's certain schools i'm very fond of you know that and yes. even your gators i do some yes, things with that's you know right that. you do i do uh, but one of them is bethune cookman you know i'm a big fan yes you are i'm also you know a fan of famu you know that we've had a lot of famu guests mm-hmm, on the we show. have we're a big big fan and then if you know something else about me i really rely respect for the military people working military. you've mentioned that that's a big deal to me and then i really you know i'm a real estate guy right I'm you estate. are known for that my a friend. little bit you know yeah. i'm a little bit in that space so I meet this guy, and check this out. This guy, undergrad, Bethune-Cookman, graduate school, FAMU. I mean, is that even legal? Who even knows that? <laughs> this guy does that. That's a good one. Then he works at Lockheed Martin. Yeah, Doing right. stuff we can't even talk about. Yeah, changing yeah. the world. He'd have to kill us. He'd have to kill us. Yeah, keep us safe. That's right. And then the guy works for different housing authorities, doing real estate. And then the guy, then he gets, I guess he gets serious about his career at that point, and then becomes a trustee at Bethune Company University. We have Bethune Company University trustee Pete Gamble here with us. Pete, thanks for being here, my Good friend. Good morning. That's Thank so, you. so glad to have you here. You know, you have had a very interesting career. I have. You know, and so the, I really want to talk to you about, and all the different topics I'm really talk, I really want to talk, I talk about leadership. And so the first thing I want to talk about is like, I really was thinking about you and leadership in and crisis and you know you've had this early big part of your career you were dealing with some big deal stuff i would imagine there were times it was pretty uh pretty stressful absolutely um it 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 was very difficult making some decisions for example um because of the type of work i was involved with anything from nuclear engineering to solar uh, actually, artificial intelligence hmm. one of the areas that uh, I was actually officially uh, doing when I was uh, in the defense arena. So I've had a variety of opportunities, as you say, crisis management. I've had people that worked under my leadership all over the globe. Really? Absolutely. And how did you deal with that? I mean, I, I imagine like, you know, like normal people like, you know, me and Mike, we get up in the morning, like some things are due list. You're getting up in the morning. And somebody's in this other part of the world sleeping, and maybe they were. I don't. I don't. How did you manage all that, John? You, that's an interesting question. It's interesting. You, you mentioned that you say you get up in the morning. When I worked in that arena, believe it or not, I kept a tablet by my bed mm-hmm. because of different type of things I was working on, and people's lives depended on everything I did. Mm-hmm. So there were different situations that would come up that we would be dealing with, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night with the solution, and that's why I kept the tablet by my bed. So I get up. Right, and I'd walk in in the morning. I'd give it to my guy. Says, "Here's the answer to the solution." Said, Where'd you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> well, so you, so I mean, it's cool in a, in a way because you know, you had the notepad, and and I get that. Sometimes I go to bed with a problem, and I wake up with a solution. I get that, and that's wise. At the same time, 
uh, man, was it hard to turn off or did you just not turn off? You know, that, that, that it, it can be uh, engineers in general are very, very focused people. Right. And they have a problem turning it off. Mm-hmm. And I've had people working under my direction that um, could not turn it off and actually ruin their families. Really? Absolutely. And how did you keep from getting involved in that? I hate, well, I shouldn't say I hate to say this, my wife. <laughs> my wife kept me focused. I'll be honest with you. She said, here's the best opportunity, best example. When the Burt class destroyer was being built, that was one of my programs. Um, it was in August of a year, and the the um, my director told me, said, Pete, we got to make this delivery. This is a billion and a half dollars. Wow. That we got to make this delivery on. And uh, my wife took me to the mall with her on a Saturday. I never will forget this. And while we were in the mall, she made a U-turn into an area called Fun Vacation, which was a travel agency. And she says, you're going to take some time off. I said, babe, I can't take time off now. I got this $1.5 billion program. She said, you're going to take some time off. She made arrangements for me and her to go on vacation. We went on a week's cruise. And when I told my director, he went berserk. He went berserk. Great guy. His name's Joe O'Brien, both retired now. But anyway, Joe said, Pete, you can't do this to me. He says, do you realize how much money we have on this program? And I say, Joe, my wife has made the arrangements. I got to go. So we went on vacation. And listen to this. For three days, everything went well. And then about 4 o'clock in the morning, we were somewhere off the coast of Mexico. The phone rings in the cabin. And I said, who in the heck could this be this time of morning? So I answered the phone. And it was a young lady named Donna which was Joe's secretary. She said, Joe had me find out where you were, and I've been calling every cruise line, every cabin to locate you. Says, now that we've located you, Joe says, if we need you, we're going to send a helicopter out to that ship wherever you are, and we're going to get you. Wow. Yep. Wow. Did the helicopter come? No, it did not. (laughs) Fortunately for me. <laughs> well, that's so fascinating. So you were able to turn off, but he wasn't. No, he wasn't. And, 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 and engineers in general find themselves doing that. And, and it's, it's a bad problem with engineers because they, they get so focused. The problems that they're working on are more important than other things. I, you know, I had guys, for example, uh, a Marvin Bunk. I don't even know if Dr. Bunk is still alive now, but he's the one that developed the formulas for uh, the video games that you see now. Wow. Marv Bunker and I worked together. And Marv was the type of guy that he was so focused, he'd go to the bathroom, wouldn't remember to zip his pants up. Oh, jeez. He'd go out in the parking lot in the evening after work and will forget he took his car in to be serviced that day. He'd be walking through the parking lot looking for his car. You know, he was so focused on what he did. You know, back then I, I worked on launch processing for NASA, uh, bunch of nuclear programs, and, and, and of course, the, the, the video gaming. And Ma Bunker, you know, he's got all kinds of patents for, for, for what is being done today. You know? But his focus was not on, I call it common things, but things like putting people on the moon or developing algorithms for, right, right. for uh, video games. 
Wow. So you retired young, you know, 52. I've retired from Lockheed at the age of 52. And was that a hard decision, easy decision? It, it, it was both. Huh. Um, I was working on a program, and um, I was in Chantilly, Virginia, never forget. And what I was working on, uh, I'll give you an example of what I was working on. Today, you know how people put the little uh, chips under the animal skin so they can track their yeah. what have. Yeah. Well, that was one of my programs for the military. Mm-hmm. And um, I was asked to do something that I did not feel comfortable doing. Hmm. And I just said, I can't do it. Hmm. And that afternoon, about 2.30 in the afternoon, when the meeting was over, I never forget, a participant in that meeting came out and, I, I, and, and, it, and it just shocked me. He said, Pete, do you realize you could die for what you know? Wow. Jeepers. Yeah, I felt like someone, it was about 28 degrees outside, I felt like someone had stabbed me in the back when he said that. Hmm. And I thought about it. I flew back to Daytona, and I stood up in my church, that was a Tuesday, I stood up in my church on Wednesday evening, and I told my church, I said, y'all pray for me. Hmm. I did, I really did, and I cried. Yeah, it's a big Cause, deal. Because I was, a, you know, I had no idea. And, but the type of work I was doing, it was just that type of work, you know. I could have been considered um, uh, a national threat, if you will. Yeah. The type of work I was doing. So uh, when this guy told me this, it it just, just you know, just took me by surprise, and and I didn't know how to handle it. And two weeks later, I get a call from a gentleman I've never met in my life, and he said, "Pete, there's a job in Daytona Beach for <laughs> you." I said, what are you talking about? Apply for any job. He said, he told me what division of the uh, government he worked for. He said, there is a job in Daytona Beach. And I'm sitting in my office over at Lockheed. I'm saying, well, what, what is this all about? And I thought about it. It was, it was no, uh, December 17th. And Christmas was coming up. And we were having Christmas celebrations in the office. And I decided at that point I was going to retire. And so I did, and I walked into this meeting. I never told anyone uh, why, but I told them at that meeting, you know, not meeting, but the Christmas celebration. I said, "Hey, I'm 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 re- I'm leaving," and my boss, who was a female, told me. She says, "Pete, we can't afford to lose you. My programs were worth seven and a half billion dollars." Jeez. Seven and a half billion dollars worth of programs I was working on, and so me leaving had a major impact. And so um, my boss told me, "She says we're going to get you back." And this is really funny. Almost five years after I had retired from Lockheed, I get a call from a young man that worked for me, and he said, "Pete, can I have your chair?" I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "And I won't call it." lady's name but she said she has told us nobody can move into that office of yours because they're going to get you back here wow five wow. years wow. later <laughs> five years later gotcha gotcha that is a crazy story um pete we're gonna take a quick break gotcha don't go anywhere because i'm riveted okay we'll be right back in the crossman conversation 
Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished, oppressed, and persecuted? Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale, PC, for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full-service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally to serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Once again, here is John Crossman. And we're back. This is John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation, with a gentleman I respect so much, Trustee Pete Gamble from Bethune-Cook University. And he was just telling a story about retiring and them holding the seat for him for five years at his old company. That's crazy. So you you retire, um, but you didn't, right? That's correct. And and so one of the things I wanted to say to you, I wanted to ask you about this, is like, my question was, is like, leadership and retirement so you had this ability to retire but you didn't and then you came back and did more work so what tell me about that well as, as i said earlier the I, I got this call about this job that i didn't know about and um i took it and it turns out to be running the uh daytona beach housing authority at that time i was actually on the board and uh, i was asked to step in and I run that operation. And believe it or not, when they first asked me, which was four months before I accepted, I told them they were crazy. You know, you guys can't afford me. You know, the kind of money I'm making at, at you know, my, my position at Lockheed. And as it turns out, I, 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 I did accept the job. And as it turns out, um, monies weren't a problem. Um, I, I was financially compensated well especially for the area that I was moving from to. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I never missed a beat. 
and uh, that work was meaningful. It was. I went from a defense-related work to a public sector work, you know, because, I, again, I was dealing with people's lives from a defense arena to a public service arena where uh, housing individuals was, 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 was the, the issue at that, at that time. Uh, putting individuals into homes or apartments uh, that needed subsidies and, and assistance, if you will. Um, our programs included uh, training. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's interesting, uh, those things don't get a lot of um, media attention. Um, one of the best example work examples, I had a young lady that went through uh, what we call self-sufficiency program. And self-sufficiency program, the government allowed her to uh, save money by going through this program. And at the end of the program, after five years, she had about $17,000 in the program and she had a, a, a college degree Wow! As, as part of the program. And we tried to get the local media to, to, to publish this. And it, it, it never, it never got published. You know, little things like that showing people, uh, uh, doing something with their lives. And I hate using the term from nothing to something. Right. But uh, they were doing something transition. with their lives. Yeah, transition. Absolutely. Yeah, transition. Yeah. You know, as I say, uh, I've heard people use the term on the dole or on the system. Right. From the system to off the system. You know, uh, that's what we hope. Right. Well, all it's a, a tax receiver to a taxpayer, right? Absolutely. It's the, I've done a lot of prison ministry work. And it's the okay. same thing. You get them from somebody's in prison, incarcerated, they get out, and all of a sudden they have a job and they're paying taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what we want. So let me just go back real quick. It makes sense to me that that job shift would be good because one is like you do understand confidentiality and there's always parts of that. It's different mm-hmm. service. And then number two, you're really good with structure. And that makes sense. Believe it or not, talk about the structure. Yeah. Working in, in the defense arena, there's a lot of structure, not just structure. I call it superstructure. <laughs> um, everything from the way you dress, uh, the way you, you uh, deal with people. Mm-hmm. Um we were kind of, uh, before I moved to Orlando with, with Lockheed in Daytona Beach, we had an operation. We were kind of, um, I won't say freewheeling, but kind of casual. Yeah, the, the, the Lockheed operation in, here, here in Orlando was, I use the term, very disciplined, almost a, a military-like operation. You know, that, that, that's what their prime customer was, the military. Right, right, right. They had to match and, that. And so yeah. um, you had... Uh, you had to dress the part, and, and and I talk about people that I manage. I had a young lady, great engineer, um, who actually had a problem because I would not allow her to meet with with my customer. And as it turns out, she she had a uh, a problem with her dress appearance. Uh, she 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 looked like she had just got out of the washer, if you will. <laughs> and so I would not allow her to meet with my Customer, my customer would walk in and they'd have the the pleats in the shirts and the creases in the pants and 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 you know the the shoes they'd all be spit shine and so uh, she actually complained to my 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 director and as soon as I mentioned why I did not uh, allow her to meet with the customer he said Pete we're through we don't I don't need to hear anymore because your appearance and how you relate to your customer is very important right gotta match it. So now, um, you know, you're later in your career, you've had, you know, come some big stuff and you're still doing it. You're still, don't go anywhere. Cause I need you doing stuff. You're doing such important work. If you, um, were talking to a, a senior class of college students and you were thinking, gosh, I'm going to give them some thoughts about advice 
on leadership. What, what would be Pete's, Pete's thoughts about for college students? Well, the, 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 learning the basics, and I use the term the basics, uh, I have found that if, if, if college students or, or any student develop the basics really well, that's what I call the foundation. Mm-hmm. And that foundation can take you anywhere, anywhere. Um, I finished with a history and political science degree and ended up in engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the late 60s, uh, early 70s, there was a shortage of engineers in this country. And so companies like GE, Lockheed, IBM, they developed their own training program for engineering. And they offered me, I was teaching school. They offered me a job as, uh, to be trained as an engineer. So I went from teaching school to engineering. Mm-hmm. So, but I had the basics, you know, the math or what have you. And, and, and you talk about leadership. Um, one of the requirements uh, at Bethune at that time, we had programs for leadership. Mm. And I had an instructor, I know we'll forget his name was Stanback, Dr. Stanback. And um, he, he, he taught a speech, in, in, you know, and, and how to be creative when you're speaking and how do you keep people's attention, uh, things of that sort, uh, just relating to people. And, and you, you got to be a good people person to be a good leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like what you said there because when I think about the, the basics, like some of the basics could be financial literacy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Discipline, right? And then another one, because it sounds like you, is you're coachable. You know, being a teacher, you knew how to coach, mm-hmm. but it also sounds like you were, could receive coaching. And if you could do those two things, it, it took you pretty far. Oh, absolutely. Um, being a teacher, you know, working in, 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 in the classroom environment, uh, allowed me to develop skills working with young people. Mm-hmm. And um, in, 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 and I'll, I'll move to the engineering field. In the engineering field, you've got a variety of, of individuals. One of the things that you'll, 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 you'll find is that, um, and I'll use Lockheed as an example, Lockheed has a tendency to, uh, I'm going to call it, create entry for younger people. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that they discard elders, but they've always got a, 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 I'm calling it an entry area where they're developing people to, to come in and fill the void where people like myself are moving out of. And so mm-hmm. they're co- constantly developing. General Electric had the same thing. When Jack Welch was there at General Electric, uh, General Electric was the number one corporation in the world. That's right. That's right. I did a lot of work with uh, GE back in the day. Okay. And they were always going to bring in some mm-hmm. good, good young people. Well, any final thoughts you ever think about, like, um, just wrapping up, like, uh, thoughts on what you want your legacy to be? Ooh, that's a good question. Just just me as an individual, I just want people to remember me as as, as a helper, uh, um, person that thought about helping individuals, if you will. Um, as for example, when I was doing development in Daytona Beach area, people said, well, we need to name a street. I'm not interested in streets. I just want people to, to, to feel good about what I do you know, uh, what I've done to make their lives better, if you will, that type of thing. Well, I would say mission accomplished, my friend. Thank you. You've absolutely done it and you keep doing it. And I hope you will keep doing it. All right. That's great. Well, listen, uh, this has been uh, John Crossman on the Crossman Conversation. And uh, so glad to have my friend here, Pete Gamble, trustee Pete Gamble with the the Bethune-Cookman University. By the way, hail Wildcats. Absolutely. (laughs) I want you to know real quick before you go, I found an old picture of my dad 
and uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. All right. Yeah, and um, uh, he uh, um, took a, he had a, the Bethune Cookman yearbook with him, and I got a picture of them all together. Mm. Isn't that fun? Uh, anyway, I'll show that to you. Sometime. All right. Well, we're appreciate all the work you've done in the community, and appreciate what you've done for Bethune Cookman University. Appreciate it. Thank well, you, thank, John. Thanks for being here. Uh, this has been John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation, and as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.